yes, we have we've reached this point where, you know, didn't know when this would be coming, but when we both received our invites to J. Cole's recording in Atlanta, we just I said fuck no. But you know But he said, Nah, bro, you gotta come out. It's a vibe. We missed we missed what was it? We missed the flight to Wyoming. We missed that. We missed the flight to Wyoming. I said I can miss that. That nigga don't even like black people. I don't even know where Kendrick records. This man is just like Yeah. I feel like he records in the sewer like the rest of the Ninja Turtles. I feel like if I <laughs> if I would have went to Wyoming, they would have caught me in the off guard with yes jewels and it would have been terrible. This is true. So you so, know what? So Atlanta Atlanta's really the move. Atlanta's um the there move. are Dominicans in Atlanta, so that means I could get my hair cut. Are they now? Yes, anywhere you can play baseball in the D leagues. Oh well, yes. yes. Phoenix, there are Dominicans out there. All right. Well, listen, we got our invite, so mm-hmm. it's so long mm-hmm. to you niggas. Oh, it's over. Once I take that pick with Vince Staples doing the Triple H point, it's over for you niggas. We shall see. Do you think they actually went? I, I know they were invited, but to niggas. No, nah, I think they just email a verse. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they're emailing a verse. It seems like they just inviting niggas and hoping they show up. Oh. Sound like some J. Cole shit. All right. Well, you know what? This is episode 166 of the Two Belts podcast. Like, subscribe, share, Mm -hmm. and stay tuned. Been done, we've done absolutely nothing but say that we're leaving and niggas are threatening us in tweets. Well, you know what? And that is hilarious. <sighs> Could you imagine that? Y'all niggas have some really abusive relationships with us. No you said nigga. you're not doing the podcast no more? Listen, who you trying to break up with? You're not breaking up till I'm saying we're broken up. Wow, That's you on some diddy shit. That is. That is. <laughs> That's some diddy shit. Oh, first of all, I haven't seen you since last year. Yeah. How was your holiday? Oh, been, stop my with friend? that Come shit, on. nigga. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen you since last I year. Seen you. Well, I haven't You're seen You're that nigga. Since... You're that nigga that I hate to get fucking what? postcards from. From in February, I'm still telling you Happy <laughs> New Year. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen you since last year, man. Well, first of all, <laughs> how was your holidays? Um, it was good. My mother, my mother miraculously ended up back in in New York because she had like after Thanksgiving, she had went at the beginning of December, she had went to my cousin's wedding in DR. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm staying there till the new year. And then she's Americans like. Americans love a good stay in DR. Like, they'll just drop everything and just stay in DR. Yeah, you know, because you can, if you if you have, like, the right kind of family, you can just kind of live out there and live off the land because they live off the land. Sure. But um, she was like, oh, shit, I got to go to court. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I lied. All right, I'm, I'm out of here. Dip from the wedding, went straight to court on Monday, and was like, yo, are you coming over for the holidays? I said, okay. <laughs> Listen. I was like, you d- you really pump faked on us. That is fire, by the way. But My mother really pump faked on us. Oh, uh, well, I guess I'll show up for the holidays. Whatever, If nigga. I gotta be here <laughs> with y'all niggas. Uh, my holiday school. Mm-hmm. I think I binge a lot of, not a lot of anime, I guess one anime. Which anime were you watching? Full Metal Alchemist. I, I you binge. never, you, oh yeah, you never watched it. I never watched it. Oh, I watched okay. Brotherhood. I was recommended Brotherhood. Yeah, Brotherhood is really good. Uh, you watch the original Full Metal Alchemist anime? No, no, no. I just watched Brotherhood. Oh, okay. I heard I don't have bo- to watch both. You don't have to watch both because they're both pretty different, and then Brotherhood's more uh, bound to the manga. Okay. All because right. uh, the original Full Metal Alchemist ended before they could end the manga. Oh. So that's why they gave it another go-around with Brotherhood. Oh, okay. All right. 
Uh, and now I'm watching Hunter Hunter. I think I'm enjoying it. Hunter X Hunter. Hunter X Hunter. Hunter, uh, unless it's Hunter and Hunter or Hunter poor Hunter. Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> I thought everyone just says Hunter Hunter to me. Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. I don't know. We're back. Um, new year, big announcement. Uh huh. The final chapters of our show. So the ending date for this is uh. Hmm. It's March 15th. March 14th was the anniversary of when we started recording in 2015. Yo, you know I never remember anniversaries, even in relationships. Ooh. What I usually... No. What I what we Because Shorty never remembers it either. We never have an exact date. Oh. I mean, I figured out the exact date. I remember... Uh, I don't. What I do is I time it by the weekend of a certain month. So I'll know that it's positioned within either the beginning of this month or the end of this month. I hope it doesn't cause any miscommunication. Oh, no, 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 no. That's how we communicate because okay. nobody ever remembers the date. So it's just like that's how I've always done it. I remember the day. No, nah, I never remember the day. I remember the day simply because I don't know. I remember the day. I remember days. I'm a day I remember. I remember your birthday. <laughs> Launch mag ass nigga. All this other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Launch mag ass nigga. <laughs> I remember all On this days. day, Carlos took a huge dump. Oh, my God. That was the day on, we recorded the podcast. On this day, Carlos talked about, about Beyonce, Beyonce taking his shit. Taking oh, a huge man. shit on the first episode. Memories. Oh, yeah, because she really loved Popeyes. And I was just like, yo, her doo-doos must be bricks. I'm not going to edit that out this time because I feel like I never earned, cared. I feel like we earned the clout now. What 165 clout? episodes after that. Oh, we, we dick waving now. And then we can just say <laughs> that Beyonce took, you know, giant shits after Popeyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, in terms of that, March 15th mm. is the date where we will end it. <clears throat> um, I guess be, I'll talk about, we can talk about the decision uh-huh. that we made to sort of wrap a bow up on this thing. And I will say I I came to you uh-huh. just on how you would feel about it because I already was in a mental st- space of just like I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good with. I what think we this did. is a nice portfolio. Yeah, I think we, I think we're good with what we did, and and despite like the people who are listening to it, and I know you guys like love the show because mm-hmm. we have the people who do listen to the show listen to the show, and I think that's wild. And they listen to the show all the time, which but is fantastic. Anyone who listens to the show knows I never remember what I've said. So when you when you tell it back to me and you laugh, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's crazy." I said that. That's beautiful. That's wild. But um, at the same time, you wild for remembering that, <laughs> and I'm wild for saying that. Um, so I came to you because I just felt like, yeah, we reached a certain point. I mm-hmm. know in just 2019 for me, I'm just, uh, I just feel like doing new things. Yeah, yeah, kind of just doing that. new things because I feel like just in general, my life in general, with like work. Uh-huh. Other stuff that I've been doing. You know, niggas gonna blame me for the podcast being over, right? Why you say that? They gonna be like, "Oh, this is niggas feels fun," because you said as soon as you said he came to me, and <laughs> to me, I feel like most people understand. At least most people who are listening to the podcast, because I feel like we have a certain age group who listens to the podcast, and they're like post twenty. Yeah, post twenty, like people, post 20, people moving into 30s. pretty close to past twenty one. Yeah, 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 and moving into the thirties and stuff, and understand of the different like phases in your life and yeah, sort yeah. of changes and all this other stuff. Like when I started, when we started the podcast, when I at least started the podcast, uh-huh. um, I'm not sure about the transition or part of your life that you were in. I think you were finishing up college, and yeah, and, and I was already done with college, and I was just like, yo, I need 
I think I was just like, I'm ready to try, you know, different things and do things. And I already experienced stuff that I hated to do. Mm. And I only wanted to do stuff that I love to do. And then uh-huh. we started doing the and podcast. And then you became young physical fitness. <laughs> nigga in the gym 80 days a week. Um, That was also fun. So we started that. And then we, uh, we came to me with the idea of the podcast. I originally pitched it with Jimmy. And Jimmy was like, <laughs> nah, I live in Queens. Jimmy will never show up on a week-to-week basis. I never... I don't Jimmy's think he, never been consistent a day in his life. Commitment issues. Isn't I know, right? The only thing he's committed to is pushing the earth down every time he gets up. Damn, we really dragging this nigga when we're not here. That's yeah, okay. I know. We'll it's okay. Week. He we'll ain't shit. We'll yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to cut his ass next week. <laughs> um... But, yeah, yeah, you came to me with the idea of the podcast. And I know this is the podcast story over. And if those who, like, fans, fans have heard the story already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you came to me with the idea of the podcast. They're like, yo, I don't think you get your humor across enough in your writing. writing. So, you know, because he's a funny nigga. Like, we've we've sat in this room, and there's been a bunch of funny people in this room. But it's like, his like, you're, you're, your weight is different. You're a lot smarter than a lot of the people in the smarter. room. No slight a, to them. I have a very dark sense of humor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stuff I sent you in direct message that we can never, like, share yeah, with the yeah, world. Yeah. My FBI agent, if you ever leak that, <laughs> I'm going to find you. We just, I just have a dark sense of humor. Shout out to everyone who can understand that and, mm-hmm. you know, lives with that. We but all pieces of shit, baby. We came there, and, you know, we just started doing the podcast. We just put it out one day. It was just like, yo, people yeah. fuck with it. We fuck with it. And then we just started doing it for, like, 100 weeks in a row. And then after almost dying, we, you know, we came back. Almost and di- dying. And then uh, did Oh, yeah, that were, that was true. Like, there was a, a certain point where it was just straight burnout. Like, yeah. doing it every week was too much. Yeah. And there was also a point where it's like I had multiple things to do on a Friday, and I'm sure Jamil had multiple fucking things that he had to get to on a Friday. So yeah. it's just like... I would say more so now than ever. You were more busy because you were, like, you, like, DJ part-time. Yeah. And you, like, work... Yeah, that shit. <laughs> that shit blows my and dick you with like a barbed wire this... mouth. Oh wow! Okay, it's as discreet as I can be about my place of employment. You do, you do a lot of different things, and you change places of employment. You change. I feel like just in general in our lives, mm-hmm. we, from looking at where we were when we started this podcast. I mean, you were still in school. I was like beginning to work here, and was kind of just like worried about like changing my life and stuff like that. So like where we are now, we're, we're just like fucking. Hovering around thirty, or like me, I don't, I don't see thirty as a big. deal. Thirty ain't a big deal to me. Thirty that ain't shit a big is, deal. That we shit just is, are. We just are. That That's is, why I'm just, I'm just rounding up. We're just hovering. That around. shit is twenty four k. The four k <laughs> edition of twenty. Like you, oh, you can rent a car now. Look at that. <laughs> oh, you could apply for a mortgage if you so wish. But your credit's not terrible. I just feel like we did pretty good. To me, in my opinion, the reason why we're in, why renting is just like we're ready for different and new things. Uh huh. And then it's also like we also have a lot of things. In our lives currently happening now, yeah, we, we I I don't feel any like I feel like we could definitely revisit it from time to time. Yeah, like a special episode every now and then. Yeah, we do a special holiday episode or a special like you know random episode <laughs> where we just want to catch up and shit like that. Like I don't feel like it's like over over. Especially yeah, it's like, like we're gonna drop it like every once in a while. Yeah, but we, we not. It's not like but for the right now, it's just like it's not gonna be no dipset reunion shit. It's nah. not like. Like, I'm going to fire a spicy tweet at meals and then show up again. Carlos and no teeth. Crazy. Oh, man. Nah, <laughs> you know I'd get gold teeth. I would love gold teeth. Like, shout uh, out to Amp, who had gold teeth when he was here. Shout out to Amp. Um, or shout out to Anthony. Just, like, turn the, that down. He said, run that fade, nigga. Oh, my he, God. The violent fan base that we've acquired over the last number. I know, right? But, you know, shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to everyone who commented. And shout out to everyone who's just like, you know. 
who just like, oh man, it sucks that we're seeing gone. But I feel like generally everybody in their life can relate in terms of just like moving on to new mm-hmm. And it's an evil world out there. It's an evil world out there. Uh, speaking of evil world. The wizard is back. No, I was gonna, I was talking about R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> oh. Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. I didn't have to watch that shit. Like, I'm like, yo, why are we watching this shit? So, here's what, I'll tell you why I watched it. Well, you know, I watch it because I'm interested. And I'm just, like, not interested in, like, you know, the things that he done, but I'm interested in terms of the story being told and all the things that I didn't know. Because it is a six-hour documentary on R. Kelly and, you know, him, child pornography, child, mol- you know, I won't say child molestation, but in terms of just, like, no, he definitely molested some children, if we're if we being real. De- definitely, like, over the years, over the last 20 years, this is something that has kind of been swept under the rug and not only just the black community but all over the world and hasn't been addressed really fully on a national-wide basis until now because articles can be put out, but articles can also be swept under the rug at the time. And I remember 2015, 2016, there was a major article in BuzzFeed regarding this R. Kelly thing, and it kind of, for me... That kind of, like, did it in terms of just, like, telling the story of the savages and all these other, you know, families who've been torn apart by R. Kelly, who has, like, pretty much taken their daughter and and sort of brainwashed them in a way um, where they're not returning home and they're not getting contact with their families and they're cut off from their families. So it was kind of, like, fucking—to me, that was when I was done with R. Kelly. I was just, like, to me, as much of a musical genius as he is— and I do think he's a musical genius. I do think there's a savant-esque uh, quality to him when it comes yeah. to making music. Because he, for someone who can't read and write, to make songs like he did. Oh, you just need to know how to speak, bro. Yeah. You don't have to need to know how to read and write. But you you have a sense to like know words and, and like be able to express different things I think things that's also one of the reasons why he like stuff. belted out a lot of words and shit like that. Because it's like, if you got like, if you don't read, you got kind of a limited vocabulary. You can only use words you've heard. I believe I can fly. Um, I, that's why he dragged certain, <laughs> I believe I can fly. That's why he dragged a lot of these words out from the, man. Man. Because he, he can't read. Listen. Fiesta, fiesta, all the other shit. Who else can't read? NBA young boy, I think he can't read. He, I'm sure he can't read. Um, oh okay. I knew the only other. I remember Fantasia. But oh, she couldn't read. No, what the fuck is this? Is it Smoke Perp? Smoke Perp. Yeah. Yeah, he can't read. He can't read. Bro, there was this whole shit about him, and they were talking, making mad jokes about him because he can't read. Shout out to that. Shout out to rich niggas who can't read. Fuck y'all. Um, because <laughs> I learned to read and I ain't rich. Um, but. Oh, yeah, pull up the article. Um, in the meantime, yeah, the six episode event aired over last weekend, and it kind of just it caused it it caused much of a ruckus, just in general. I think honestly, if you watch it, it's pitch it it feels more like a horror story than anything because it feels like there are these moments in it where there's just like I left my. Child. Oh no, it's Space Ghost Perp. I'm oh, sorry. 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 Smoke perp. S- smart poker. Sorry, Smoke Perp. You can probably read. Well. It's Space Ghost Perp. Space Ghost Perp. Um, that nigga couldn't read, and that's What did sad. you Google? Perp read? Perp read, and then yeah, you know, you know how you know how Google be like, mm, I see you doing nigger searches. Let me help you out. <laughs> did you know how fast is the Rari? That's how rappers look it up for their lines to make sense. What does "fanute" mean? Um, <laughs> From the hoopty to the coop. Oh my god! Nonetheless, um, 
that entire just like story. It's just like a horror story. The shit is the worst. The shit is like a lot of these stories play out like I left my child with R. Kelly. Uh-huh. For like five minutes. Why would you do that? I don't even know. I don't even know. So I think so these are the story these are the stories of the, the people and the people associated with and the parents and all these other stuff who are affected by this, but I feel like there are generally also a lot who probably like saw R. Kelly who was like, Uh nigga, get away from me, you are Kelly. And it's just like <laughs> But also I do feel like I do feel like the music industry looked over a lot of different things but also at the time i feel like there wasn't as much knowledge about it as there is now and i feel like open knowledge open knowledge about it because there were definitely people in power circles that did not and talk about it and to me and that knew about it and and also to me r kelly was a huge commodity in the early 2000s and late 90s mm-hmm. he was business mm-hmm. he was booming when he came out when he had the the uh, the um when the when the sex tape came out, which I never saw as a kid, I just oh did. I seen it. <laughs> I never saw it. I seen everywhere it. everywhere it I saw every, it. They put it on any anywhere you could find porn on the internet. They just put that video there. I know it was back in when it was released. It was all like DVDs, and you probably get on Flatbush or something like that. Nah, bro. It like it was on the internet. I never. I think I had dial up. <laughs> oh, I had a broadband modem. Okay. We got the Roadrunner package with Time Warner Cable. All right, look at you. Okay, all right. Never have to go to the library anymore to look. No, up nigga, to be by me, you crazy. <laughs> you crazy, Sam. Um, so it's just like a lot of those stories. But he he was like big business in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and by the time the sex tape came out, then he came out with ignition and kind of just like smoke screened everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was just like oh shit, look how fire I sing, nigga. This nigga, this nigga. <laughs> song is fire. Ben Staples had the funniest shit about him. He's like, yo, do you tell me this nigga don't look like a super villain on? This nigga over here singing and laughing with this fucking mask on? <laughs> oh my god. Listen, I feel like in general, just the music industry in terms of what are we... A lot of people are under fire now for working mm-hmm. with R. Kelly. And I feel like... Oh yeah, like niggas are talking about Jay. Every Everyone that's ever worked had a feature with R. Kelly, had songs. But that... I feel like a lot of it, in my mind, I can dismiss a lot of them for business relationships, even though I do feel like this shouldn't have been overlooked. But I also feel like the society we're in now are much harsher to those critics. Than yeah, we're, we're under... More, like, shit is under much more scrutiny. Back then, Back that, then was, that was a power move, and that's how that's how we saw it. Back then, the most fucking... The most popular show then was fucking Jerry Springer and, more, and, and shit. Like, mm. look at how American culture was, where it's just, like, shock things, like... This didn't really shock people. This was just kind of like crazy extreme and like 2000 is all about like X and then dream, like extreme type Mm -hmm. shit. So it's kind of like to me, and I don't want to dismiss any of the victims or I don't want to dismiss anything. Absolutely I feel like we also should have. But I also understand from a standpoint of like, yo, a lot of people, I miss, I listen to R. Kelly. I listen to Doing a Doing and all the other fucking... I think it said Doing a Doing. And just like, I had the, the R. Kelly best... Vo- and I thought that was one of the greatest albums ever. But like, after this, like, I literally can't stomach to hear any of his songs. Yeah. Like, all of it for me sounds bad. You and know, I don't really listen to R&B like that, so... I feel like... He wasn't getting spins for me either. And a lot of people with the excuse of just like... The, the one thing this documentary showed me was just like... A lot of people were with the excuse of... Please don't spray it in the room. Not. All right. A lot of people were with the excuse like, oh, I'm separating the art from the man. Yo, niggas told me that and I said, how? How? 
I said, how? The documentary showed he made a lot of these songs about the situations he was in. Mm-hmm. Age Ain't Nothing But a Number was a song that he wrote that's just intertwined into all of this. He said he wrote You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson, and that was about one of actually one of his victims that felt like she was just lost and alone and just like all this other stuff in the world. And there's so many other songs like Feeling On Your Boot, like all these other gross-ass songs now in retrospect, like all these songs. Like, to me, you can't separate the art from the man. You can't, and at the end of the day, it's like... Especially when the man makes the art. Yeah. And seeks inspiration from his own life. Yep. And And it's it's just like, you know, you're also like sort of discrediting like and like putting down like the victims. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, you know, I don't acknowledge their pain or their suffering or anything like that. So I I view it as... Because this nigga's a terrible nigga on every level. Yeah. Every level. Every level. It's like, there's, there's, there's fucked up shit people do and it's like, you're like, okay, they could bounce back from this. Right. But like... This is inexcusable. He's taking away people's freedom. He's taking away people's freedom. He's taking away their phones. He says they can leave whenever they want, but when they do leave, he threatened them with violence. Um, there was a girl who essentially who tried running away, and then she was essentially brought back by his thugs. R. Kelly has connections with Chicago police, gangs in Chicago, all types of stuff to sort of keep this thing going. And it's wild that it took, you know, the six-hour documentary now. I mean, it's great in the fact that it opened up a lot of eyes. I do think Surviving R. Kelly sort of changed how we sort of look at things. But to me, there's good, there's good and bad about it. And a lot, of the, a lot of the good and bad is just the reactions now people are coming out with to, you know, the, the artists. Every artist who's worked with them, ever, is now under scrutiny. How could you work with R. Kelly? And while I don't have, like, any sympathy for those, like, Chance the Rapper who worked after it was, like, major news, mm-hmm. like, who worked all after the fact and had him in shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigga said he's... You ever seen the show Bojack Horseman? No. Nigga said Chance the Rapper's Mr. Peanut Butter, and Mr. Peanut Butter is, like, this very optimistic, clueless character mm-hmm. who's, like, loved by everyone. He's, like, a giant Labrador retriever. mm and everyone's just like, oh, that's just Mr. Peanut Butter. He says some stupid-ass shit, man. <laughs> and everyone just goes, oh, well, uh, 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 am I mad at you? Oh, mm. uh, And he's definitely a Mr. Peanut Butter-ass. I mean, everybody. I think everyone is now, um, I mean, Lady Gaga just got under scrutiny for making that song in 2012, and now she took it off. She was just like, yo, I didn't pay respect to the victims. And a lot of these didn't pay respect to the victims because they didn't believe them. Which is wild to me. Or didn't care, because let's look at it this way, too. It's like sometimes these artists were hungry for a check. If they knew that R. Kelly was going to help bolster their sales, bolster their sales or their career or get their singles streamed more, and, they were going to they were gonna work with the nigga, right. okay? Just like how niggas are working with Kodak Black. Right. And Kodak Black has this, he has a child coming up in where, February? Yeah. Yeah. So niggas just want these niggas, even though they're under so... Like, Bruno Mars is a person who I'm sure does not condone any of the things Kodak does. But he got that Kodak single, so he get those urban spins just like he got on... Just like getting on a song with Gucci. Mm. I feel like... These people use these artists, man. And then I think it's more so like... They don't care about them. They don't care about the... It's just about the money, man. And that's really what it was with R. Kelly. I mean, a lot of it was about the money in terms of these artists that worked with them. Lady mm-hmm. Gaga, 
Um, I saw Future getting questioned about like. First of all, don't ask Future shit about anything that isn't music because he does not care. Oh yeah. Future does not give two shits. You are asking the wrong. Like that's like asking like world politics of the Migos. They don't care, bro. I feel like I don't know. It just stinks. I feel like it's just general, and that's the understatement of the century that this just stinks because I feel like. This has also opened up a lot of different things for, like, a lot of scrutiny that I, don't, I feel is undeserved. But then I feel like what we can learn from this is essentially, like, yo, maybe we need to pay better attention. Maybe we need to sort of stop giving light to these artists who are very problematic. And we've talked about this. I mean, as long as this podcast is gone, we've had the era of prop. We've lived through the era of all problematic rappers that's still going on. Mm-hmm. We've lived through all the shitheads that have you know, that have either died or gone to jail or or on their way have cases pending for all the types of shit that they've done to women or or just people or kids in general, all this other type of stuff. Um, but I feel like it's just... We need to take... As a society, I do think now, it's kind of like a line in the sand. Like, are you really going to support? Like, do we really accept this? Because if not, then everyone is also called out as fucking hypocrites, which is also a weird thing in today's society as well. Because mm-hmm. it's just like everyone is called, everyone is. Let me tell you, hypocrisy is a part of human nature. Yeah. People pick and choose. 100%. People will say this is wrong, this is terrible. People will be against blackface, but when a white artist is basically using black culture to get ahead and they love it, they love the way that they're appropriating, at the end of the day, you're supporting that. Right. And you're saying that people can get away with it, they just have to do it the right way. Right. Like people that like Ariana Grande. Um, oh, very lit. Um, I know, right? <laughs> She's definitely doing uh, nigga face. Uh, She's definitely nigga fishing. Um, but hey, people love it. That's surviving R. Kelly. It was a wild couple nights. Mm. To me, I would rec- I would recommend people watch it. Like, if you're really interested in it, because a lot of it's like really like, wow, that shit. I think chapter, the, the second episode <laughs> kind of made me sick. Um, Could you imagine, like, they intercut it with Trapped in the Closet? Why you got me singing these songs? I don't got you singing shit, nigga. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, Not even to add levity, just to be like, yo, this nigga was really wild. Justin said something. He said the fifth episode of this series should win an Emmy, and I 100% think it's right because... I think that's really why they did it. Nah, I feel like... This this was like a gripping thing. Like they legitimately had a mother whose daughter was taken away by R. Kelly, and legitimately followed her in the attempt to get it back. And there is a story of she's in the car. She she went all the way to L. A. She's like, I'm not coming to L. A. without getting my with my without getting my girl back. Um, she goes to the the hotel. She gets the wrong hotel at first. They said she's not there. She's like, fuck, I'm not trying to leave without her. Luckily, there's a hotel across the street because I feel like now all hotels are across the street from other hotels. Oh, oh, every business is across the street. It's capitalism. Yeah. Um, Go on. So she finds, and she's like, oh, yeah. she And shout out to whoever was the manager of the hotel who was just like, yes, yeah, she's here. You want me to bring her up to her room? And she was like, yes. Um, she saw her, but the daughter couldn't say anything out of fear because one of R. Kelly's, like... Goons. Yeah, or just, like, one of his main women who are, like, really under, like, his thing was just there. And she's like, I can't talk, but you have to come back at 6 o'clock. And... She comes back at six, and then she's brought into the hotel manager's room, and they said, um, "Your daughter called and said 
and called the police and said, you're not her mother and you need to immediately leave the premises or else we're calling the cops on you 100%. Mm. And it was the most like wild, heartbreaking shit ever until uh, it was decided. I think they ended up finding out that was a lie and they managed to get the daughter back and they managed to escape, which was that shit was wild. The fact that this happened, this happened last year, bro. This was May of 2018. Mm-hmm. That's the most mind-blowing part to me. Like, this shit is still happening. This shit has happened for over 20 years. Over 25 years. Like, I don't know. I don't want to seem too, like, preachy-preachy because, like, it is what it is. But this shit legitimately blows my mind and gets me mad. Because, and I think it's more so of just, like, the mistreatment of women, which, like, always makes me uncomfortable and always gets me tight. Because, like, that sh- this shit is wild. You're taken away from families and you're taken away from all types of situations. And then society uh, is kind of, like, turning a blind eye because of business things. And, you know, it's, it all kind of just makes me sick overall. Um, I don't know what else is next. Let's talk about the new music that dropped this week. Um, we have new music. Well, first of all, I'm going to address this. You can no longer play music. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. So another <laughs> thing that also decidedly like, had us go, huh, well, y'all can suck our dicks, was the fact that SoundCloud for the what? Like, this is going to be like our, how many times? It's technically three, but they marked it as two strikes. Hey, baby. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, we got flagged once again. I'm not really, like, pressed about it. It is what it is. Because I'm just like... If we were continuing it, I'd also be like, you know what? It's time to dip from SoundCloud, just overall, because SoundCloud mm-hmm. is kind of trash. Um, but it is what it is, so we're no longer going to play music in the background. I don't know why. Shout out to Lil Baby this time for being the culprit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a new song from Bad Baby. Have you heard of the artist Bad Baby? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about her? That little white lady? yeah. She's a little white girl. She's 15 years old. Yeah. Oh, she's still 15? She's still 15. That's crazy. She got popping when she was like twelve. Like her career trajectory is trash because because like to me, in my opinion, it's like when you get popping too young, you can't stay. You can't stay popping. Just especially when you're like fifteen now and like you're already like three years in, and people are still trying to figure out like, do we still fuck with her or do we not fuck with her? It depends on how she moves. Like I think she's got like to me, limit like music is a limited thing. Yeah, like it's something that's limited from a time frame now. Unless you tr- you try to be one of those like <sighs> very intellectual sort of evergreen artists mm-hmm. that who carry like a fan base over. Well, when you have like music of actual quality instead of music of the times, then it becomes a different type of thing. Yeah, this is definitely music of the times. Yeah. Chief. So to me, her career trajectory is trash just from a sense. And I do think the song is fire. It's called Babyface Savage. I do mm. think the song is fire. Whoever ghost wrote this shit snapped. Oh, they posted it. It's some black lady. Yeah, 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 I saw. Um, she almost beat her ass. I think it's called. Her name was Brittany something. Yeah, she almost beat her ass. I heard. She tried to bad baby tried to test her, and then she was like, "I'm from test. Compton, bitch. Don't she get slapped. I fuck up kids." And she was like, "Damn, I was just you know, I just got an H in my name because it looked cool." Um, but nonetheless, the song is fire, Babyface Savage. I do like you know whoever Ghost wrote on it snapped. I do think. It's interesting in terms of the career trajectory of her because 
I feel like at some point your music is supposed to evolve and your image is supposed to evolve, but how can it evolve when you're still, like, a kid? Like, it reminds me of, like, JoJo, where it's just, like, she was, like, 13 when she came out, and by, like, the time she turned 18, she, like, fell off. And it was just, like... You know, I can't even be mad at JoJo for that. Why you mad? Why not? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at her. I feel like just, but overall, it's just like the way the industry moves. It's just like things pass you by. Like how long can you be a budding kid star that is just like, oh, like she cusses, which is great, but it's like how long can you be a budding kid star before people want more from you? And at some point, I she's gonna get to the point where it's just like then she has to grow. That's just the kind of thing. Like you have to grow, change, change your style, change your sound, nigga. Like, Michael Jackson was, like, in the Jackson 5, then he had a solo career, then he was just Michael motherfucking Jackson. This is true. So it's just, like, how you change, how you adapt, who but you work with. But he had different, with. he was in Jackson 5, and then he was just like, oh, now it's solo, so that's, like, another, like, it's like a change of, like, your imprint and a whole change of, like, style. Yeah, but, like, think about that. You could just move like that, but in different areas. You don't have to move like that in music. She got to go into a group now? She, gotta she don't got to go into a group. That bitch could just, like, I don't know, make fragrances or something, like. Mm. Sell bad bitch fragrances. Yeah. Should probably smell like fucking hot dog Some water. Hot dog water and cigarette butts. <laughs> um, the song is Fire. Features Tory Lanez. Um, yep. Shout out to Tory Lanez. Um, yeah, I'm still, you know. She was born after <laughs> Get Richard Die Trying dropped, so it's kind of like. So, it's, I don't so, know. I don't see her trajectory. I don't see it. I mean, you like rappers that are coming out now. Yeah, but they're like, when you have to evolve, and this one takes time to me. You're a kid. Who the fuck gonna give a, her songs are fire? But it's yeah, because like, her songs are written for her. Yeah, but it's just like. Who the fuck gonna give about you in five years? And that's usually what happens with kid stars. It's just like they fall out of prominence. Maybe she's not gonna do music. I've seen people turn from doing music as in like an artist to doing music as like a producer to doing music as like everyone's changes. She probably gonna come a DJ. Maybe. Crayshawn did it. Yeah. Crayshawn had a good and her and Chippy nonstop. Is she a good DJ, Crayshawn? Crayshawn's cool. She's like more in like the the realm of like experimental like electronic music. Mm. So she's like she like she was at a rock steady not too long ago. That's like Juke Bounce work does that. They do like footwork. So it's like really fast. Interesting. Um, shout out to Crayshawn, Second Life. Yeah, and she's like a mom now too. She's oh, real look cool. at her. Yeah. Um speaking of moms, Kalani. Uh huh. Dropped a new song with Tide Oh yeah, yeah, I heard that shit. That is some de- it's definitely some like cruising around in the car with some sort of setting ass music. I don't I didn't really you didn't like it? Not really. I liked a little bit of it, but then I probably I saw the video before I listened to the song, and I didn't like the video. So now it kind of just ruined the song for me. And I usually do it the other way around, where I listen to the song before the video, because I don't like to be distracted by all types of other shit. True. But I saw the video before I listened to the song, and I was just like, this video is kind of weird. They did this science fiction-y video. Yeah. With, like, a robot thing on the yeah, table. Yeah, and, like, falling in ro- love with a robot and then becoming a robot. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, y'all doing a lot. Like, mm-hmm. science fiction pop music is not. They definitely stole that from that fucking movie. What movie was it? I forget which one, which Silent Night, Deadly Night it was. I think the latest trend with music videos is taken from movies. Taking yeah. entire things from movies. I mean, they always did that, though. Um... But yeah, and then Ty Dallasan had some weird part in all this video, and I was mm-hmm. just like, bro. And they just watching like, some weird yeah. people in the tunnel. I was just like, damn, just do a regular video, come on, if you fuck with you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, just do but it. But it's whatever. Um, 
Chris Brown, new single, mm-hmm. Undecided. How do we feel about it? I, I'm just waiting for the Drake song. You think the Chris Brown Drake collaboration was dropping? Yeah. You they know. wouldn't take these many pictures. First of all, if I know light skinned people, like I know light skinned people. They just in the same. They just have the same fucking. It's just the same crowd. I feel like they both went to Diddy's party and Diddy liked both of them, and that's why they're in the same picture. I feel like they both got a similar. It's L.A. nigga. Mm-hmm. How many other fucking sing rapper light skinned niggas are out there? Tiger, Drake. That's why Drake made up with all of them because he had to see them niggas all the time. Nigga probably saw Tiger every other week. Nah, I think this next album's gonna be big. You think it's gonna be you Drake getting not not like his greatest album, but I think it's Chris just Brown? gonna be it's gonna be very big because of the features. Chris Brown? Because the last album didn't have so many features. Because it had so many fucking songs. <laughs> this is true. Uh I feel like here's my thing with Chris Brown in his current career state. Chris Brown is legitimately on cruise control. Mm-hmm. The nigga's just making the same music. Yeah. The nigga's just like, this works. This worked for me for a long time. Y'all niggas gonna buy it anyway. I'm gonna fund the video. I'm gonna do the video how I wanna do it instead of having to wait for a label to say, listen, here's how we're gonna do the video and I'm gonna give you a budget for this. He's like, no, I'm Chris Brown. I can pay for this shit. And he usually does. And to me, the video for Undecided is crazy. Um, not crazy is too much. It's good. Um, but it's like, you know, the single to me isn't a great indication of where this album's gonna go because mm-hmm. it kind of just seems like the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Chris Brown has been the same artist for like the last decade. Mm, it's not gonna change. Mm. I don't expect it to change. I think people are just gonna eat it up and enjoy it. Music is a machine. Wow. You could quote me on that. He's also the youngest artist ever now to own all his masters. Yeah, and that's good because that means niggas can't take advantage of you and you make more money. Yeah. I think, you know what, I think Chris Brown, at least in this phase of his career, I feel like he's earned the point because he's, when you talk about kings of R&B, this man has been literally the only consistent R&B artist of the last decade. Literally everyone has fallen off. Yeah. From 2008 or nine or whatever. But we have so many fond memories of Chris Brown. That's the thing. We have a lot, like, when it comes to, like, music. He has moments. Yeah, when when, when it comes to music, it's like, you think about his singles and you're like, damn. That was a run it. That was a moment. Yeah. Um, and then his music videos too, like yeah. To me, he's like, and maybe that's the reason why he's marked such a great career because he's managed to intertwine not just the music's but pr- create great moments that you associate with yourself with him. And what what helps like worldwide is being one of those like holy shit. It's like it's like a a scene, you know, when this guy pulls up and it's like, yeah, you know, it's. It's a it's, the performance is a whole motherfucking thing. It's, it's singing, an experience. It's dancing. Yeah, it's singing, it's dancing at it's, the highest it's level. Fucking pirate well, not technic. singing at the highest level, but dancing at the highest level. Um, he don't got to nigga. Yeah, it's, well, it's that cruise control, baby. Yeah, he's he's chilling. He's cool. Like I feel like Chris Brown at this point in his career, he's gonna go down to me as a as a legend in the game. Yeah, and some old nigga was arguing with the, uh, with me and like an old coworker about this, and he was just like, "Chris Brown ain't no legend." I was like, "To you, he's not, because you're like fucking forty right now. Right? Why would he be a legend to you? You was not gripping butt cheeks to fucking run it, okay? Or take you down or all this other oh, shit. Oh yeah, nigga, you was not." You was not fucking having sex to take you down. Right. <laughs> you was not. I was definitely having sex to take you down, nigga. Shout out to you. Um, But it's a... I think Chris Brown, at least at this point in his career, he's very, like... 
Let's see what works. But I don't really see him in reinventing the wheel for like the next decade. No, fuck that nigga. Let that nigga be just happy. This I feel like true. there's so many people that are like, oh, fuck this nigga. And he he just be chilling now with his fucking monkey, and now his monkey getting him in legal trouble. He's got monkeys? He got a monkey, yeah. I didn't see that monkey. That's the, new, that's the new rich people flex, if you haven't heard. Oh, monkey? They're doing it in Milan. Oh, sorry. You know, you know, French got a monkey. Sway Lee got a monkey. Sway Chris Lee. Brown got a monkey. <laughs> I was about to say Sway Lee will look like a monkey. Wow, um, that's racist. That was kind of racist. Um, Get him. <laughs> <laughs> Sway Lee looks like a monkey. But his song with Post Malone for Sunflower... For Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Oh, I thought it was crazy. When I, when I looked at the, the soundtrack for that, because I was listening to it, because it came up on my Spotify. The shit got fucking, what's his face on it? Um, Ski Mask, the Slump God. Yeah, and well. And like. And Nicki Minaj. I was like, who? Which, like. They only did that because. Very forward A&R put this shit together. And now he looked on all the playlists and saw what names linked up. Pretty much. I feel like that legitimately was how this went. Did you watch Into the Spider-Verse? No, I didn't get to see it yet. That shit is fucking good, man. Yeah, they say it's the best Spider-Man movie ever. Who said that? The people that review movies on the internet. Niggas wildin'. But it is really good. What was the best Spider-Man movie ever? The best one I've seen, I've seen a couple of them in theaters. I saw um, the one with, what's his face, Tobey Maguire, the first one. Oh, that's terrible. Go on. Um, I saw the one that came after that. The the Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Andrew Garfield's a dick. And then I saw the Homecoming. Was it Homecoming? Yeah, and that one is a little more true than those other three. I like that one. To me, that one was the best. Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, the one with the... the I don't Br- know. Little British nigga. I don't know. Let me see. You're getting all these different spider people. This is true. So and the, then the movie premise is... All- <laughs> fucking about... Do you care to know the movie's premise? You don't have to tell me the movie's premise because I'm pretty sure I get it. Because they've done they've done a video game that was similar to it, and I played that. And then it's like they've done like episodes of the Spider-Man cartoon that were just like that. This show was weird, but also I came away feeling very like fulfilled and like full. Listen, watching the movie, like that I normally that's wild. That I normally and f- also the art direction for this. If you're like an artist or like graphic designer or anything like that that deals with art, fucking colors and like the city and all this other <laughs> shit. I ordered the art book. Like I ordered the book that just shows all the like the cutscenes that they drew and everything that they designed because that shit is phenomenal. That shit is really great. That's and, beautiful. And then it makes you really want to listen to that post Malone and Sway Lee song, which I have been listening to for like the last wow. two and a half weeks. Suckatitty.com. You still on them titties? On yeah, them? that shit was crazy. <laughs> I was like Um Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny? Por siempre. Which is, um, that's what the album's called. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, that's literally what it's called. That X. That I thought that was like the model of a jet ski, or some shit like that. Por siempre, which I'm means forever. I'm you about this album because really, I'll be honest with you. You don't understand the words. I don't understand what that nigga was saying. Oh, okay, so there's literally a song about him fucking a shorty on a jet ski, but it was produced by Diplo. Niggas actually forwarded him a video of them fucking on a jet ski to the song. Jesus. And I was like. Bad Bunny, you wild. But niggas fucking on a jet ski, y'all wilder. Did you listen to the album? Yeah. How do you feel? Um, There's a little, like, I was like, what He's is... annoying. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> he's annoying because he wanted to do the Travis Scott thing, but he didn't take the time. I felt a little, little Uzi Vert-ish. 
No, he wanted to do the Travis Scott thing. Because there's some, like, there's, like, these... There's so, definitely, like, like rap, a emo. Yeah, rap rock times. Yeah. And then, like, even, like, merengue and bachata samples used throughout the album. But it's just, like, the thing where it falls flat is, one, in... In a climate where, like, Latino artists love working with one another. You'll see countless um, songs with two artists on, like... Like, I feel like he didn't take advantage of any of that. He just said, this is the this is the album, this is the songs I have. Just try to pastiche some of them together and get them out there. Mm. Like, if you listen to uh, La Romana, at the beginning, there's, like, a bachata sample, and then it's, like, a trap beat, and then it goes straight into this alpha feature, which is, like... It comes out of nowhere, and it's like a Dembo track. And those songs don't necessarily align with each other, nor is there like a clear definitive line where things merge and blend. He needs to take more advantage of that and use artistry or just like like the right engineer or the right editing to be like, okay, these things work together. How did he get away with dropping this the day before Christmas? Because he's a Latin artist. When a good portion of the world speaks Spanish, it's over for you niggas. Yeah, but it seems like... Well, first of all, shout out to everyone... Who all my friends who listen to Apple Music also Spanish, except Jimmy, who just likes Spanish women. Yeah, um, he's like, oh shit, I gotta know this at the club. I gotta know this, man. <laughs> he's like, Dominican women gonna be all up on my dick. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna tell him I'm related to Poppy Ortiz. You know what? I like the Diplo track. Um, it's all right. I liked. God, I, I couldn't. I just listened, bro. I don't. I don't know what this stuff means. Um, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was fire. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I didn't hate it. You know? Maybe maybe I get back to my uh, my reggaeton roots, man. Your reggaeton roots? Listen, Shut up, nigga. Listen, gasolina, rompe, you know? <laughs> Throw my shoe at you. Oh, my God. She and I, you know? Aventura. Little... Yo, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's, that's what it's actually called. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's it's okay. It was when I was in high school. Sure. That was my my reggae tone days. Um, not a lot of music releases this week. Thank God. Um, I listened to that Cardo and Pierre thing. Oh, how'd that go? Pierre and they dropped the entire project. Bro, that shit is one continuous track. It's like Cardo just kept dropping beat after beat and saying, "You're gonna make a song, little nigga." You're going to rap until you get good. That's what he kept telling <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that made me laugh about this thing. He's got a good understanding how music and melody work, but he's got no understanding about, like, lyricism and songwriting. Pierre, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he wants to try. To me, the, the route of already establishing yourself as a producer, and I don't think he meant to, but it's just Magnolia just became a huge thing, mm-hmm. and then his you know collaborations with Playboy Cardi also a huge thing. I don't think he meant to get stuck in the producer tag or like the name of just you know producer Pierre Bourne. He's one of the upcoming producers. I think he always meant to be a rapper, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to convince people that you can rap when you're a producer because they're like, no, nigga, stick to like the only one that's really successful is Kanye West, mm-hmm. and maybe like. No, Dr. Dre was a rapper before a producer. But it's just like... Yeah. But it's just like... Most people don't take you seriously. I remember Hit Boy, when Hit Boy started rapping. And niggas was like, shut your dumb ass up. And even though he made a couple great songs, like Grinding On My Life, nigga. Who you talking about? Um, But it's just... It's just very hard. So you know what? Shout out to Pierre Bourne. And Cardo. 
Ricardo uh, nominated for a Grammy. Those two niggas, I don't know. I, I don't know if they've been sharing 808s, but their 808s are probably some of the smoothest shit I've ever heard. That's how you do it. That's how I stole, That's why I stole their whole drum kit off the internet. <laughs> um, it's worth it, man. Um, it's worth it. Have man. you heard Menage Trois, um, Sex Tape Volume 1, 2, 3? By no the, the fuck I have not. Give me an abbreviated version of this. It's good. Okay, but abbreviate it, nigga. I'm not trying to have... Yo, first of all... This is really... I'll, I'll, how long is the project? The, the project is very long. It's like, I'm not trying to have sex that long. <laughs> nobody should try to... Yo, nobody should be trying to have sex that long. Your, fucking, is, your fucking dick is going to hurt. This is very true. Um, you me going chafe. Ain't nobody trying to have that kind of sex. It's very good. I'll, t- I'll give him that. Oh, it's very good. Oh, it took oh, me literally three oh, weeks to listen to it. Oh, that's why the fuck I have not listened to it. But it's good. I mean, it's good. I'll recommend I'm not it. even going to turn it on just to have to turn it off you don't have to next year. Just throw it on shuffle, pop it off, pop it back on. Like, it's a nope. Place. He's dropping four, five, and six, by the way. <laughs> Tell that nigga go fuck himself. Shout out to the dream. Who- Shout out to niggas not understanding that I don't have that kind of time. New weekend and oh, Comethazine dropped. Comethazine. Comethazine. You never I listened. Heard that name in years. Oh, no, you I'm never not. heard of the song "Walk." No, I have heard the song. I've actually heard him, but I just have. I listened to maybe one song once. Oh, like and that's that. In general. What, what did I listen to? Oh, someone put me on to "Little Got It," which is like "Little Got It." Yeah, it's like it's like Young Thug again. Mm. You know how the, the kids do. Listen. We already have little baby. You already have Gunna. How much young thugs do we need? We're gonna get more. It's just it's the little Wayne effect. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, this new weekend and Gustafus. Gusta- oh, that fucking guy whose name sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Guess a- <laughs> Gustafus the gift. Niggas sounds like Niggas name is definitely the German word for testicles. Gustafusstein <laughs> in the weekend. Dropped a new song called Lost in the Fire. Uh-huh. People are wondering, is he sneak this in Drake on this record? Who cares? Oh, that's great. And more passive-aggressive beef. But I also... Oh. It's not really making any waves right now, but... um, Might be sneak this in, because Drake, you know, is a bad friend. I call him bad friend. Okay. Nigga, try to sleep with the girl that he's with. Did he really try? Yeah. He's Drake, nigga. Oh, okay. Drake kind of a creep. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. He's a little bit of a creep. We should watch out for Drake. Drake nah, he just, he's just mad horny. Do you think he's, like, illegally horny? I think he's, like, someone who's just, like... To me, it's always been weird. He's had situations... Like, the Georgia Smith thing is definitely weird. Because mm-hmm. Georgia Smith was, like, 17 years old, mm-hmm. 18 years old. He's like, relax, nigga. You're, like, 30. Um, he's but, on his whole shit. But also... I think... He just he just seems like the person who can't just have like a regular working relationship with a woman. It's gotta always be like a little bit more. Like he's so, always gotta so you be. You think he's illegally horny? Yeah. Okay. I, I think he's like. Well, then let's call the police. He's like maybe like they're trying to record and he's like trying to nuzzle. He's like. He probably got game like Fresh Prince. Like damn baby, where you going? Like all types of shit. And I've also been watching Fresh Prince over the break. It's a really good show. Damn, how that happened. Um. Let's see what else other songs out here before we get into future. Shout to Future Hive. If you didn't inject that toxic wizard. masculinity in my veins. Uh, <laughs> um, anything else? Your, your new world track of the week. What do you recommend? New world track of the week. Hold Carlos Chuna of the week. Big Chuna of the week. Big da, 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 da. Oh fuck! Hold on. 
the fuck I've been listening to on spot oh wait hold on because I haven't stopped listening to this the Spotify dick now yeah damn lost another one I'm sorry they do it better on every level when you want to listen to world music spot come to Spotify baby damn I know Apple Music don't be all in the videos dancing with you and shit. Apple Music does it stupid because you said come to Spotify Records, nigga. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> I feel you. I'm gonna continue using Apple Music and save the space on my phone, but I feel you. It ain't saving shit on my phone. My shit got like what, like 128 or some shit. You got you got space. I got data. Listen, and you and you and you pay for the spot. You stop paying for Apple Music. Huh? No. Damn. Because they're still exclusive. Shout out to that. Rich nigga over here. And well, I got the family plan on Spotify. I don't got the family plan on Apple Music. So. This is true. This is true. Let's see. Oh, Up Top Boss by TJ. Big tune. Who that? TJ. He's a, he's a Jamaican artist. Stan Hall. Shout out to that. What else we listening to? Hold on. Oh, Zion and Lennox dropped. Oh, was it Zion and Lennox or was it Weeson and Yendo? They dropped a fucking reggaeton album on niggas' heads with like... Fucking, fucking Bad Bunny and Ozuna is featured, and I was like, "That's the smartest shit you two niggas did this year." Just stop being washed and work with people who. No, are. because <laughs> it's a great time for like old artists to come back and use new people and new producers and new sounds, because these people, understandably, at the end of the day, knew how to make music. It's just that. At, reggaeton's decline started when electronic music started to be heavily just pushed in there because they were stealing ideas that had already been done from the 90s and 2000s in reggaeton and hip hop. BPM charts, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like niggas were trying to like infuse electronic music in a way where it's just like it's too abrasive. Yeah. And then eventually they took it a step back and they were like, oh shit, sorry just didn't change the world. So now everything got to sound like this. Are you trying to look for that Tego Calderon and Don Omar song? Nah, yeah, this shit right here. What? This yeah, is my yeah, shit. Yeah, he's got that fucking guitar. I'm Delados. This was my shit. This was my shit. Yeah. I was back when I was a young fucking nigga from the barrio. No, you weren't, <laughs> nigga. You live in Crown Heights, nigga. <laughs> Niggas made jerk chicken outside your window. <laughs> you gotta stop lying, nigga. Back when I was then. Listen, it was an era. It was an era. Nigga, you wasn't eating the fried cheese with the fried salami? <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't. I'm like, nigga, hey, this what y'all niggas eat for breakfast? You damn right we do that. Shit will fill you up till like <laughs> 7 p.m. Oh, my God. You're not even pooping, nigga. Uh, future. Future, 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 future. If there's any talk of the first month of 2019, well, I'm doing that thing again. Where I don't know what year it is. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even write it yet? You still write in 2018? Who writes anymore? Fuck writing, right? He shouldn't write anymore because it's just like, yo, you got to remember the things you I'm write? I'm just talking about in general. Like, I haven't, I barely, like, write. Like, I know how to write, unlike R. Kelly. But, like, I've barely, like, written on a piece of paper in, like, a long-ass time. I do that at work all the time because I got to do stock. Oh, all right. Also, I think voicemails should be left in 2018. Voicemails? I feel like we're, we're off voicemails. Like, don't send me a voicemail. Yeah. Just text me or email me. Don't no more voicemail. Mm. Like by 2021, Apple needs to like, and we're cutting off voicemails. Like they cut off the audio shit from iPhones. Um, future. Future has been the talk thus far, January 2019 over the last couple of weeks because he is the really one of the first major artists dropping an album this year. It is called The Wizard. Um, I fully expect Kid Cudi to say something about this. I fully don't care. Um, because rappers, 
because bitch ass nigga, but go on. Um, how many more like how many more titles can there be, nigga? Eventually, we're just gonna run out of shit. You got like ninety different niggas rapping. I'm interested in why he calls this shit the wizard. Well, he did have a line. What is it? Something, something from Slizzard. from the single. Yeah, from no. crushed up. No, not from or jumping off the jet. No, it was a song from long ago. It's just like. Well, not even long ago. Probably like this song gotta be like two, three years old. Something, something, lizard. They're calling me the wizard. Something, something, slizzard. He's good for one of those. Yeah. Super, super, super firefighter Hendrix. Yeah, was it Fire Marshal? Hendrix. Fire Marshal Hendrix. Somewhere he like. Some ridiculous. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a ridiculous title, <laughs> and I enjoy it heavily. Future Vandross, that's what they call me. Uh, Good thing he never took that. He was smart by not taking that. What? Future Vandross. Why? Because I feel like some things you just got to let the fans make up and don't try to like. Oh, then, you seem, then you seem type corny if you like start putting it and start embodying it. Like. Leave that for the fans to just have their own type of experience. No, oh, no, he came out with "Turn Out the Lights." I was like, "This is definitely future." Turn out the lights. I'm looking for. Listen, looking for twenty to... years at weddings. Shit, maybe like five years, nigga. My wedding, we playing "Turn Off the Lights." Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fucking it up. Um, and never end. Never end. Oh yeah. God we don't want it never end. Damn. Nigga, future at all. I'm about to make all the sim future plays. You niggas thought he wasn't the king of R&B. You oh, were wrong. Nigga. You could fuck the future. Oh, sh- you sure can. You sure oh, can. Thank you. Rubber on, rubber off. <laughs> Let's talk about future for a second because he did drop the documentary The Wizard on Apple Music as an Apple Music exclusive, which I ended up watching because he told me that it existed. Well, and I was just like, damn, is this like future decoded? It is. It Damn. follows the the description says Future's life on and off the stage comes into sharp focus in this revealing documentary. Director Marcus A. Clark follows the East Atlanta rapper on the 2016 Purple Who Rain his tour. His engineer, his engineer was. It was some guy named Frank. Frank, the white dude. Yeah, the white him. dude. I gotta find this nigga Frank. Um, I gotta see who else he works with. Um, but his future. Talking candidly about former life moments, selling drugs, getting shot, his grandfather passing, that demonstrate his passion and desire to stay on top. Mm-hmm. What did you take away from this documentary? This nigga work all the time. He don't ever <laughs> stop working. And it's inspiring if you're one of those people that plans to just be working all the time. One of and those can't stop, won't stop ass yeah. characters. Yeah. I've heard about them. Um, the, niggas like that usually burn out, but... More power to this nigga. So here's here's what I got from this documentary. A few things I picked up from it. I was like, his son going, his son going to end up rapping, and I don't know what they're going to call him because he's already future. Baby future to me is hilarious. Yeah, it's just the fact it's his name. No offense to the name, but it's just like everyone calls him baby future, which is hilarious. So then, like when he grows up, he's going to be kid future, and then like adult future, kind of like Gohan shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. I thought. Um, I thought the stories that he told were charming, but at the same time, very, like, some of them were definitely, like, surface-level shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and shit that just, like, wasn't as inspiring as maybe he thought it was. Like, for me, the story to... It's his life, nigga. His life. Thought he... it was a drought. But the way they're telling the story is like, yo, he actually came from fucking a bitch in Gucci flip-flops. I was like, I would hope so, nigga. Like, how else would you describe it? I rap it? about my life. And he walked in the studio with the Gucci flip-flops, and he was just like... I don't know. I should have thugged here. Metro. Smell my finger. 
Ew, future you nasty. <laughs> oh man, you stuck your thumb in her booty. Uh, I just fucked your bitch. Oh, cuz get in the, get in the booth, man. Oh. We gotta we got we gotta start making them hits. Um, a lot of this stuff is dated too, which makes me feel like this documentary should have came out a while ago because a lot of this. I mean, yes, it does cover his 2016 Purple Rain tour, which at this point is like three years ago, so it's kind of like very very dated. Mm-hmm. But to me, you wouldn't be able to tell how dated it is because I feel like future in 2016. And 2019 ain't fucking the same. It's like the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Because probably deep down, Future is probably not the most interesting guy. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not supposed to be. I mean, why do you say that? Nigga, he's not one of those people that's always online with a personality. He's not like a a Vince Staples. Mm. Where his wit has to be sharp and he's always got to be on the internet and he's always got to do this talk. He just kind of like puts out music that people enjoy. Mm Mm-hmm. And we leave it at that. His persona is left up to to how shitty his actions are in public, mm-hmm. and that's about it. It's like an enigma in a sense. Yeah. Uh, a sprite cup enigma. Yeah, it's like it's not meant to be like this, like we're supposed to always be inside his world. Mm-hmm. It's just supposed to be like you enjoy him as an artist, and that gives you that that puts him in a certain place for you. I also feel, I also like the commentary from Andre 3000, who is... Wildly regarded as a top ten rapper. Really? I mean, even last episode, I think Derek called him one of his top ten rappers. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I don't count him. You know, I don't count him. But either. It, it is. I respect I, him. I, I respect him too. Maybe like top twenty. Like, I respect honest. him as. I respect him as a musician. Mm. As someone who understand mu- understands music and how it works. I respect but him as I, a lyricist. I feel like he says a lot of great things too. But I see what you're saying as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty. I good. think I think that's the part. Because people always look to him as a style icon, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's one of the pe- the reasons why they push him forward more than they talk about like Big Boy as mm-hmm. a rapper, which is crazy to me. Because I was just like, I don't know, this nigga rapping, rapping. Big Boy blocked me on Twitter, so fuck him. Oh yeah, you can say fuck him all you want, but he probably had a good reason. He probably said some slick shit. I did say some slick shit. Oh, all right then, nigga. I said some shit about Andre three thousand. <laughs> oh, okay, so you said some real slick shit. You got blocked. I said some real shit about okay. Big Boy. Okay, we just you say can't about handle it. it. Just can't handle it. What'd you say about Rick Boy? That shit, he was the first celebrity to ever block me on Twitter. It was like 2011. I was like, nigga, what? I love, you know, Sir Lucius, the son of Chico Dusty. But now I can't listen to it anymore because he blocked me. I just can't enjoy it knowing that Big Boy blocked me on Twitter. Um, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What did I do? I don't know, but you were playing music on the fucking thing. Now we're going to get pulled down, nigga. That was only two seconds. Um, You got to get three full seconds. I like Andre 3000 because he seems like a legit hardcore Future fan. He seems like he's part of Future Hive. He calls it the most... Future makes the most negative positive music he's ever heard in his life. That bitch understands us. (laughs) Okay? He calls it like... He says, this music could make someone kill a nigga. But it can also uplift. And I feel like that's that's future in kind of a nutshell, right? Like it's it's the it's the it's the dichotomy of also having these songs about drug dealing and like, you know, um what's that song on the end of uh the future album when the feds what's the song? When the feds um fucking Feds did a sweep. Feds did a sweep. You can have one of those records. Mm-hmm. But then he can also have an incredible. You can also have a turn off the lights. You mm-hmm. can also have a a uh, mask off, which they literally said I made mask off sitting down once. 
so I'll never stand up and record another. I was like, all right, bro, come on. To me, that was the most of just like, all right, we're doing a lot with this documentary. Yeah. To me, the documentary seems, it's good, but... You gotta you, think about him. If you like, ever wanted to see what future was like, you gotta but it's think ri- about him like Stain, nigga. Stain, like yeah. from uh, My Hero yeah. Academia. His his philosophies are gonna change the world. I don't think so. Future ain't that no. deep. He don't gotta be that deep. He just gotta have a fan base broad enough. That's the same thing that happened with Stain. It's not about being deep. Future. It's about having the people that fuck with you, fuck with you. Mm. You're right. They carry on your legacy. You're right. That's why Young Thug got like eighty little niggas running around. They do the same shit he does. Um. It's weird because he's like this mixture of like obviously there's like the goody mob shit, mm-hmm. and then there's like the era of like Atlanta, and then there's also like the era where it's like trap music, Young Thug, Ti. I think mm-hmm. that's also a part of him, and then I also think there's a little bit of Lil Wayne in him, and then I also think there's like a lot of things. Not to sort of discredit Future, but I also feel like he's just to me that's a lot of artists he's a, a lot of yeah. artists are, are a mix of different influences he's a he's a mixture of all of those but then he's also he's managed to and i'll give him credit for this he's managed to carve his own path without having to cross over and cross over to what nigga cross over to pop music oh he did that what do you mean hendrix hendrix, hendrix? Yeah, Hendrix. Hendrix yeah, wasn't crossover. Hendrix was just There's like, a lot of crossover style, right? But it didn't... Cr- I'm saying in the terms of just, like, him hitting top 40 over and over and him being on everyone's radio. Mm. He's managed to do that while still being... It's all come from the base of just being hip-hop. And mm. when he's tried to become the pop star, when he tried to do it on... um, What's the second album that was... Honest. Mm-hmm. He tried to do that on Honest. He tried to drop the song with Miley Cyrus, and he tries to drop the songs with you know, all these other people to impact pop radio, and it just didn't work. And then he kind of realized his bread and butter, and he's been successful off that. And I don't think a lot of rappers can say that. <clears throat> I think a lot of rappers make things in in mind. You see, like, a gold digger with Kanye West. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's going to hit him on the radio because of this. Or, like, Hard Knock Life by Jay-Z, which is still a rap song, but it's just, like, the sample is just, like, everything beyond rap. Mm-hmm. And, like, Diddy with the shiny suits and just, like, even though that's from an era of, like, when hip-hop was just like, yo, this shit really fucking shit up right now. I feel like Future, maybe, like, Rick Ross, maybe just a couple other rappers have been, like, rappers mm-hmm. in hip-hop and became popping strictly off of that without having to say, like, let's get that Miley sample. Let's get that Ariana Grande check, even though he did. Um, let's get that. Let's incorporate all these other artists into this being. He's also a personality. He's also like a figure. Yeah. All he needs to do is say like a couple words in a sequence and it's over. It's a meme. It's an evil world out there. It's an evil world out there. One monkey don't stop the show. <laughs> that's fucked up, but that's that's energy. You take that with you. Future literally just makes music. Mm-hmm. That's all he does with his life. That's literally all. He, he he has no. I think he gave up doing interviews and publications a long time ago because people kept misconstruing his words. Yeah. And it ended up in a lot of situations where it's like he got pitted against Drake, all these other things, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So he just stopped doing it in general. Um, these last couple of years of future, I could probably do without, but I feel like he still made his impact. Mm-hmm. After that run of the mixtapes, the three mixtapes, the high quality mixtapes, and then the album DS DS Two, mm-hmm. um, 
He dropped What a Time to Be Alive with Drake. Another fucking smash. Just elbow drops. Over and over again. I mean, he's had he's had he's had a moment. He's had more than a moment. I, I feel like he's had several moments, and I think we talked about that earlier with Chris Brown, where it's just like it's these moments in in collaboration with the music, with the mask off, which was just like a big record. Probably wasn't supposed to be a big record. I think he said on the documentary it wasn't supposed to be a big record. He was like, "Yo, if Draco was the most ex- the most popping shit on there, then I probably." would have went in and just dropped another album after this but Mask Off became a monster mm-hmm. I think because of the meme ability of it as you were talking mm-hmm. about um, and sort of everything that happened after that and everything that just the way he's positioned himself um, Future's legacy to me I think he will go down he might yeah he's just gonna be I feel like he'll be remembered as it's easy to say one of the best rappers of all time but that wouldn't be true a very influential figure in music in his time period maybe just an artist yeah an artist because everything is kind of just melding into hip hop a rapper's artist yeah He's just kind of melting into hip-hop anyway. So he's just going to be, like, regarded as an artist. He paints these pictures and has this feeling. And you feel like in 20 years he'd be doing a Vegas when show? When he said, I'm going to stick my thumb in her butt, I felt that. Mm. And she felt that, too. Do you feel like a lot of his me? Do you feel like there's... Do you feel like the amount of music that, like, no one cares for, like the tapes and stuff like that, um, St- take people- away from his legacy? No. People still gonna fuck with it. You know what it is? It's like Cartel. Cartel kept putting out music, music, music. So he was just one of the greatest, regarded as one of the greatest artists in dancehall history. Mm-hmm. But he's got a lot of shitty fucking music. Yeah. A lot of music that we don't highlight and don't listen to. But for all that, all that volume he puts out, he still makes bangers. And mm-hmm. that's what resulted in him literally being the most streamed artist in Jamaica. Mm. Future is legendary. Yeah. I can say that. I feel like I can say that just from, I, I think we saw it, I saw it with Racks on Racks. I don't want to tell you how I discovered Racks, which is like, I discovered Racks because Mano remixed it. Oh, that that's one thing that, ha- that's very early 2000s, very yeah. <laughs> That's how I discovered it. I was like, yo, who's this? And like, even when you heard Racks and then you heard his first single, Tony Montana, mm-hmm. he was like, yo, that's. That was future, nigga. You know, rack, no racks, no racks. It's someone else's voice. He just put the pen to it. This is true. Um, I mean, he really was the winner out of this. Where is YC now? Nowhere close to YG. Yeah, there we go. Um, so all in all, I think we say this. Um, the new album's dropping next week. Mm. Um, interested to see where it's on it. It's 20 tracks. He's got two singles crushing up and jumping off the jet. I don't even regard those as singles. I think I you like crushed releases. up. I love crushed up more than jumping off the jet. I don't even think I like any of them to be honest. Yeah, with shut you. up. We didn't ask you. Hater. Uh, <laughs> I like splash warning. Splash warning. I'm still That's fucking a- with this meek shit. This meek shit is still fire. Yeah, it's a very good album. It's really still fire. Like it's like the last fire album I've heard. <laughs> so it's like. It's yeah, stuck. I know. It had me. It had me saying things like Meek is one of the best lyricists ever, and it's just like because he knew how to make a song. A lot of these little niggas do not know how to make songs. The storytelling and just everything. I mean, we could talk about this Meek album for years, but it's just yeah. like championships is is too hard. 
Um, yeah, twenty and, songs. So get ready for a lot of future. I love, I love it. The Wizard, Future Hendrix presents The Wizard. Oh man, that Shell song without that nigga that's originally featured on the song, that Lil Uzi Vert song with just Lil Uzi Vert. Mm. Oh. oh, I wish I could play it for you, but, but yeah, Satan. Um, the Shell, the Lil Uzi Vert Shell's only version. I mean, Lil Uzi Vert only version of Shell's is perfect. It's mad short. There's a future version of um, Thirty Five Hundred, the Travis Scott song. <laughs> Amazing. There's oh, a man. feature only I, song of oh, Jump Off the Face oh, with Meek Mill. Even oh, though the rest of the song is fire anyway. Let me anyway. tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like, long, long ago. This is when Oreo Sound Radio first took off. Six, and six, then six, they six. did the, um, what had just released? It was right Views. No, Views had just released. And they put up the future, or the original version of Grammys with Grammys. just futures. Yes. Verse yes. at the end. And just an extended bunch of verses from Future. And I was just like, this is so fire, Drake, you selfish son of a bitch. Listen, he gonna think I want a Grammy. He gonna think I want a Grammy. And then he rhymed Grammy with Grammy. Nigga. Grammy with Grammy. And then Grammy with Grammy. But it made sense. It was perfect. It was perfect. And that's really the impact of Future. Nigga. And also the toxic masculinity that has flowed through our veins right now. Absolutely. Um... This has been episode 166 of the Two Bells Podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Only a few more episodes left. Get them while you can, you bitch-ass Shout niggas. out to everyone who's listened thus far. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone who stayed tuned and listened to all our nonsensical-ass rambling about music. And me talking about titties. I'm talking about titties. You can finally get back to this. Oh, you want me to show you that yeah, shit? Yeah, no, hold on, hold on, bro. You gotta, you gotta check out these titties. Let, all right, let's wrap this up. Um... It's been episode 166 of the Two Bells Podcast. This Thank you for crazy, tuning bro. in. Bro, that's insane. This is what Twitter is. Um, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next two weeks. We'll be back yeah. in two weeks. We'll be back in two weeks. So, two weeks. See you then. Yay, yay. Peace.